You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Mob Wives here at After Buzz. We are here on Season 5, Episode 3, A Storms of Ruin. And I am your host, Erica Vieira. Super excited to be here today. We are definitely bringing it to you every single week. Uh, first, we'll real quickly introduce... My other lovely, beautiful co-host, and then we also have a special guest on the line. So, girls across the table, introduce yourselves, and then we'll introduce our special guest. Hey, guys. I'm Gabby Loren here. Hey, guys. It's Nicole Brazier. And on the line, we have got the executive producer of Mob Wives herself. She's back here for a second time, Jennifer Graziano. Hey. Hey, Jen. (laughs) Hey, Jen. Thank you, Jen, so much for joining us. All right. Oh, so, no problem. So we know we only have a few minutes with you right now, and it's late for you out on the East Coast. So why don't we get started by first asking you just what you think about Karen so far in the season? I know, I mean, it, it, you make a lot of these decisions from the top down, and and Karen was gone last season, and I think a lot of the fans really missed her. And I think people are excited to have her back, but what are your what's your thoughts on Karen this season? Well, definitely from a fan perspective, we're seeing a lot of love. Everyone is very excited to see her back. I mean, let's not forget she's kind of one of the founding cast members, if you will. She's been in there from the beginning. She's got a huge name. And, you know, she was very well-liked. And I think that, you know, the hiatus did her good in terms of, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And, you know, while she's been away, people definitely missed her. Um, from the show perspective, I think it's great. I think that she has definitely matured over the past year. She seems to have a little bit more um, control over her temper, which is great. Um, and but I, I really, I really think it's it, it's you know she she wants to do what's right. She always did want to do what's right, you know. And I grew up with Karen, and I know her very well. And she is kind of like that happy go lucky girl next door until you get her really angry and you mess with her. So I think, you know, being away from all the drama and not having it in her face really helped her kind of soothe herself and get back to who she really was. Coming into the season, I see the difference for sure. I mean, obviously, this past episode, um, there was a little rivalry with Natalie. And I think, for the most part, she handled it um, very well. Uh, She kept her emotions in check, and she just dealt with it the best that she could. So now, you actually didn't put yourself on the show as a cast member. You decided to step away and just keep it on an executive level by producing it. How do you feel when you watch these episodes back, you know, to see Karen in these situations where she's arguing with a girl like Natalie and you see it get physical and pretty serious? 
Well, you know, it's never easy. A friend of mine since we're 13 years old, um, and Natalie is great. We love her on the show as well. I just, what I try to do most is just kind of sit back and remove myself from the situation, um, and, you know, and just, you know, they, they create these situations for themselves, and then they have to deal with them themselves. Obviously, we always have security on hand to make sure nothing goes out of hand, and we kind of shoot what's really real, you know, and if they're really in a fight uh, and they're really yelling and screaming at each other, well, then that's what we're shooting. So sure. what inspired you to take on Natalie onto the show for this season? What about, I'm sorry? What about Natalie made you say, you know what, I'm going to bring her on this season? Bring her back, the, the original Natalie? Um, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, bring, bring her back? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think that she, she I think she worked for last season um, with, the, with Alicia, who um, was also from Philly, and we kind of had that new blood kind of theme going on last season. And she, you know, she sparked with the fans. She was, you know, a little spitfire. She's young. She's sexy. And, you know, we kind of wanted to see her again. And going off that, what brings you to bring on a new Natalie? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that that was actually uh, not premeditated. That actually was uh, something a little bit more spontaneous when Drita actually went into Philly um, which I really can't tell you because you'll see it play out on the show. Mm-hmm. But it was more of a spontaneous situation as things actually unfolded during the course of filming. So this new Natalie wasn't really something that was planned or that she was a cast member specifically cast for this? It just organically happened throughout filming? It organically happened throughout filming, but we had an instant spark with her. We thought, you know, we saw her personality. We thought she was great, and she added a little bit of spice to the show, so... We said, hey, come back. Can you give us a little bit of insight into who she is? Because we have a ton of fans and viewers listening and watching the show. Like, who is she? Is she a mob person? Her connection? Can you give us a little bit of info about her? She is. She's from South Philly as well. She is um, a cousin of Frankie Flowers. He's a a Philly mob guy. Um, So she definitely has connections. She's also young and fit fire. She's uh, very, very, very um, outgoing. She's, you know, she's just, she's, she's great. She's great for TV. I'm just curious because you mentioned this before about the whole, you know, you have security guards on hand if anything goes wrong. There was that scene with Karen and Natalie outside the Drunken Monkey, and we saw a lot of men in black shirts that look like security. Is that your entire team, and how many people are usually on hand in case something bad goes down? Um, I can't actually recall if the entire team was on uh, film or not. Um, it depends on the, the size of the event and, you know, how many women are going to be there. But that's a production call. That's not something that I would determine. Hmm. I'm just wondering, because these girls have big personalities, and I could see, like, you guys putting 10 people in place <laughs> there just to make sure that everyone remains <laughs> alive by the end of the night. <laughs> Well, you know, it's it, it, they're girls, and they're really not going to take it to an extreme level. But we, you know, safety is of utmost importance to us, so we make sure that everyone is secure at all times. 
You don't have someone like Love on the show again. She was kind of crazy. <laughs> she, she took what? it. To, I'm sorry. I said you don't have someone like Love on the show right now. I think she kind of took it to that next level a little bit in some of those scenes <laughs> a few years back. <laughs> um, so it, it's interesting because you do mention how like this new Natalie and and the old Natalie they they kind of bring like a youthful energy, like you said, like a spunk uh, to the show. It's a lot of it. It's almost like it's like um. It's like, I don't know, it's like almost like this juxtaposition between like the old kind of mob, the, the old mob, I don't want to call them, they're not old, but it's like the old school in a way, that old school mentality. Old school of like, versus new school, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've got the old school with like, oh, you'd never talk about family. It's all about loyalty and this and that. And you've got these, you know, new cha-chas coming in like Natalie and I don't know about the new Natalie, but you're right. not, not necessarily going by that same code. Exactly. I'm glad you picked up on that because actually that's what it seems to me. What is happening? I mean, you got Renee, who's very, very, very old school, and she's like the letter of the law. It's mm-hmm, like you're mm-hmm. either black or you're white, mm-hmm. or it's either this or it's that. And she holds so strong to these these old school values and beliefs. And Karen does as well. And then you got Natalie, who who is coming in and just like throwing it to the wind. And then Ange and Drita uh, kind of in the middle, trying mm-hmm. to figure it figure it out because. And in the most part is very open-minded. She gives everybody a chance and a shot, and she likes to figure out things for herself. So it seems like, you know, she she's in a place where she doesn't know, you know, what's really, you know, what is this girl really saying and doing? Do I believe her? Do I not believe her? You know, but on the flip side, my values are, are very similar to Renee's and Karen. So it's, there's a little bit of a mix-up and a whirlwind going on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Between yeah. old school, old school, and new school. What, uh, what... Is the reason why, or was it uh, Big Ange's idea to bring in Victoria Gotti, or did you play a part in that as well? Well, I don't want to speak on that just yet, only because we haven't seen the rest of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you that uh, we loved having her, and she's amazing, and we feel that her contribution was great for the season. And you can ask me that question in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> She's definitely an old school, and I feel like she kind of reiterates that mentality into Big Ange. You know, Big Ange, like, like you said, Jen, she's kind of going back and forth, trying to figure out what's what's right, what's not. And it's like Victoria Gotti was like, nope, it's old school. You know, you gotta. It's, it's all about loyalty. You don't talk about family. Right. So I think she reiterated that that sentiment to to Big Ange. So. Yeah, she's definitely old school beliefs, and that's you know, that she she comes from that old school generation, you know. It's it kind of being kind of being born into this lifestyle, kind of like myself and like Karen and like Renee and like Victoria. It's instilled in you from birth, so it doesn't go away. Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, it's hard for a lot of people on the outside to understand, you know, Renee because she 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 lived it and she loved it, and and it's so deep within her. Like yeah. sometimes people are like, "Are you kidding me, lady?" You know, but it works. I think it that's works. what makes if her such. Really stuck by those old school values. The world would be a better place. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what makes her such an appealing character. I mean, she is who she is, and she's she's definitely a character. I think she 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 sticks by by that that code and like she lives and breathes it and that's kind of what makes her who she is maybe she's extreme in some ways but i think that's why she resonates with some people because she represents that and i in my opinion i think R- renee is definitely like the life the, the lifeline or the blood of 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 the show the heart of the show yeah definitely so. oh yeah 100 yeah yeah it seems like 
you know, Big Ange is realizing on this episode that it could be that Natalie's really stirring the pot up and she may be the one creating the drama. Do you believe that Natalie's actually a lunatic? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think they're all nuts in their own way. Um, Good answer. As probably you guys are and I am as well. Right. Everyone has their, you know, everyone has their course and everyone has their own way of doing things and thinking about things and you know, we'll see it play out over the season, and then, you know, some people learn lessons, some people don't, and hopefully everyone learns a little something from each other by the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, I'm pretty curious to know in that teaser who they're talking about. I'm assuming it's Natalie at the at the end of the teaser with Karen, uh, Drita, and Renee. Oh, yes. But, uh, I guess you'll have to let us stay tuned. Say she belongs. Where do they say she belongs? She belongs six in the sewer. Under, oh, in the sewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's classic today. Yeah. Yeah. Have one of those. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So. She definitely has a sewer mouth. Yeah. I'll give her that. I know. <laughs> one, last, one last question before we let you go. Um, so where do you see kind of mob wives headed in a way? I mean, do you see, just curious if you have any ideas or insight that you can share with us where with the future of mob wives? I mean, we're five seasons in. There's been old blood, new blood, mm-hmm. old school, new school. Where do you see the show kind of headed? <laughs> well, I definitely see it evolving. Um, for season six, you may see some old characters. Um, you may see some new. I really never like to give away the secret sauce, but I definitely love the old school values. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, depending on where we end up with this old school versus new school, that could continue to play out over the next few seasons. But I have some uh, very interesting uh, new characters that I've been speaking with, and hopefully mm. things work out with them, and you'll see some new faces season six. So there will Same. be a, a season six? Well, no, I don't know that for sure. <laughs> if, if there is a season six. You're just on the game and ahead of the, you're ahead of it, so you're planning for it. Um, Yes, I'm putting it out into the universe so VH1 can hear it and get that green light. Well, I hope so. I mean, everyone yes. loves Mob. Well, not everyone, but you've got, Mob Boys has got some serious fans out there. So. Yeah. All right, Jen. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and it's always a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye, Jen. Bye, Jen. All right. So it's for those of you who are watching, listening, definitely go back to the interview. Um, I did two interviews. I did one with just Jen and one with Jen and her sister Renee. It's so interesting because as you guys hear, Jen is very um, diplomatic. She's very like serious and it was so interesting interviewing her with Renee because Renee is so emotional and she just mm-hmm. lives with her heart. Whereas Jen is very methodical and she's very, she thinks a lot and you could tell they just have very different personalities. It was interesting to see the two of them together. So if you guys are curious, go check out that interview. Well, it's, then I guess she planned out right where she's behind the scenes and yeah. Renee's the one on camera. Yeah, because yeah. Renee is the one that's super interesting. It's just funny that she's putting her friends in these situations. Well, we, we talked about that in the interview. <laughs> A yeah. lot. And that was like a big issue that came up mm-hmm. because last season Renee had her drug problem mm-hmm. and it was, you know, a lot of things about Renee was exposed on air and, and we talked about that. It's like, you know, and Jen, I, Jen said, you know, if, if, if my sister doesn't want to do it or she doesn't feel like it's, it's appropriate for her, then obviously I'm not going to force her to do it. But, mm-hmm. but Renee is the first one to say, yeah, but I love doing it. So it's. And not only that, but it almost brings to light issues you may not realize you have. Yeah. 
you know, you're watching yourself back on camera, so you get to see things that other people see. Or it's a chicken yeah. and the egg, or does it cause those problems? Yeah, it's probably fifty-fifty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, all right. So let's talk about the 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 episode. I know we kind of touched on a couple different mm-hmm. topics, but we'll go. We'll kind of start from the beginning and to the end. So the beginning of the episode starts with like we we thought the the fight, the end of the fight, which nothing really happened. Nothing more than we didn't already anticipate or mm-hmm. think was going to happen or that they didn't already show in previews. So uh, they finish off that fight between Karen and and Natalie and the two of them clearly hate each other can't stand one another mm-hmm. and, and it was what it was. I mean... Yeah, and then you have someone like Storm telling Karen, you know, you need to relax and and stop arguing with this girl because yeah. she's drunk and belligerent yeah. and isn't in the right mind to even have a conversation. And even her own boyfriend is not even yeah. standing up for her, which we go into a little bit later, but even her own boyfriend isn't standing up for her. And so if, if her man isn't there and saying, hey, you know, my, my girl's got something, you know, legit, then how can you even respect Natalie? Yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, I think London's smarter than that. London yeah, knows his girlfriend has some issues. Yeah. And he's trying to ease the situation in her best interest. So, in a sense, he does have her back, but she's mm-hmm. just too blind to realize if it's not a fight and it's not her way and the aggressive way, not the passive way, yeah. you know, it's not defending her. But he is defending her. He's protecting her from getting into a serious altercation. Yeah. I think so, too. I think in his way he feels like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to be the... Mm-hmm. The, the reasonable one in the situation because if he, he if he were to instigate her on like yeah 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 and they get to a huge fight or something it's like and Natalie ends up in jail or in a drug right. tank or whatever yeah. it's like it's like dude why weren't you taking your chick and you know yeah. taking her out of there she said I, I'm not asking him for a fight I'm not asking for a fight but you know, she really is. Yeah, I mean, she is. She's asking for him to to start a rumble, yeah. to stir the pot with her, yeah. like almost grab hands and do it together. And that's not what a man should do no. for his woman. No. And maybe with that conversation that she did have with uh, Drita and Big Ann, she did say, well, you know, you do have a point. Maybe she is realizing a little bit that he is good for her and he is a good guy, but... You know, maybe we'll continue to see the problems just that lie like, ahead for her and him. Yeah. I just think Natalie just isn't self-aware. Like, it's like she's not, not aware of, like, what she's stirring or she's not aware of, like, the issues. It's like she has not doesn't seem to have any capability to, like, look outside of herself and to analyze the situation. Well, that's exactly what I've been saying in the last few episodes, yeah. that I think this girl is pretty delusional. I think she pathologically lies and stirs pots just mm-hmm. to get herself that extra 15 minutes. And spoiler alert, I'm not going to get into details, but if you guys watch this whole season and tune in, you're going to see some real shit go down and you're going to see who this girl really is. Oh, I can't Gabby, wait. Gabby. That's inside information. Yes. So don't be telling me that Karen's wrong because Karen has legit points here. <laughs> yeah. I just love that she was like, I want you to fix the peace offer you made. It's like, who's exactly delusional? Who, who says that? Yeah. I want you to fix yeah, yeah. the peace you made. Yeah. I want, like, it's just, she's so hypocritical with her words because, like I just said, she said, oh, well, I'm not asking for a fight, but I want you to fix the peace offer you yeah. made. It's like, Girl, get your story straight. Yeah, yeah. 
And that top she was wearing, I just couldn't get like uh, her, her, her side boob was way out. And the problem with what you said, she doesn't know what her story is. Mm, exactly. That, that's the real problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get your story straight, but she doesn't know what that story is supposed to be. <laughs> what do you mean? She's like, what? She doesn't. I think she's just so caught up in her own game. She doesn't even know what's right, wrong, what is true, yeah. what's not true. Yeah. She's just spitting what out. What the things. rules are. Yeah, yeah she's, she's just, just out of it. Yeah. All right, so then we see a little scene with Drita and Lee. They kind of throw a little bit of that in. And I, I like how they do that. They bring kind of their personal lives, aside from, like, the drama that's going on. And we see Drita and Lee are continuing to work on their relationship. Now that Lee's out of jail, he's spending time with the kids and all that. But they're still really busy, so they still need to plan that alone time together, which they're going to plan some kind of date, which, Nicole, you brought up a, a yeah, good point. that she had to make the reservation yeah. for. But you, you brought up a good point, too, because you were saying, I feel like he's always asking her... Mm-hmm. To do things, which she is, because she's the boss lady. But you and she know, doesn't, he, and she does. Mm-hmm. She listens to everything he says. But as the boss lady, I think she needs to take control of him a little. But bit it's more. Uh, it's a reverse psychology because in this situation, she's technically not the boss if she's doing all the dirty work. Yeah, like he's playing that game, but she's really the one that's doing everything. Yeah, yeah. I think he's. I think he definitely likes to have control over her. I think she's a very. Mm-hmm. She, it makes him. I mean, you look at her. She's a very strong personality. She's a very mm-hmm. feisty person, and for him, it probably makes him feel good that he's got. He's got someone like Drita in check. Yes, you know, one hundred percent. So. We don't know a lot about Lee. It's based on the speculation of the phone conversations that we hear. I know. We can't I, want, really see I want him in person. Yeah, I want to so. see them interact in they, person. He won't. So. He won't. So um, they continue the whole Natalie thing with Natalie and Lennon. We see a scene between the two, two of them arguing, or arguing. Natalie basically saying, why didn't you stand up for me? You made this peace offering. And Lennon's like, dude... Uh, what was I supposed to do? You know, I, I'm seeing things clearly and you are not. So, yeah. So, that, I mean, I understand the argument of a, of a woman. You want your man to stand up for you. You right. do. And a lot that. of times you don't want them to publicly um, disagree with you a lot of times or kind of... Uh, uh, discipline you or whatever. If right. you're if you're going out of line, you can say, "Oh, pull me, you know, aside in private." I I can't. I get that argument. However, in this case, Natalie was starting to start a fight, and if London didn't kind of come in, it was just going to get ugly. I don't even know what's going through his head when he's on this walk with her. But if it was me, I'd be wondering, like, what do you mean? I don't let you talk, and I'm talking over you. All she does is yell <laughs> herself. And interrupt. I think she talks about herself half the time when she's talking to him. But this guy, obviously, like I mean, Karen said, I mean, she's got some you know, magic, you know, budget, whatever. I mean, there's obviously a yeah, reason that's probably why, what it is. Yeah, they, I mean, there's obviously a reason why he's staying with her. He puts up with her. He knows her antics. He knows who she is. And it's like, dude, well, then I don't feel sorry for you. You know who your chick is. You're, this is who you're, you're chosen to be with. Yeah. So either deal with who she is or move on. And he's staying with her and... I don't even, I just, I hope by the end of the season she comes to some sense of self and like changes her attitude. But at the same time, you you do, yeah, I was going to say, but at the same time, I feel like this, this girl ain't changing for nobody. Like she's just so, you know, like she just said in the teaser, I know who I am and I'm not letting anybody change that. Which in a way makes, and I know, I mean, there was, we get a lot of, um, 
conversation happening on YouTube, which we love. We love the conversation, the good, the bad, the people that love us, the people that hate us. We, we love all of it because it's interesting insights. And we only have, we have the three of us have an opinion, but there's so many others out there. But one of the things that I guess my issue with Natalie is I, in a way, I feel she's so one dimensional. Like if she, in a way, after a while becomes a little tired and boring because she's so like, Delusional way, she's so like, I don't care. I'm Natalie. I'm not listening to you. I'm just listening to me. I'm not, 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 not. It's like, mm-hmm. it gets after a while. It's like, have some dimension. Have something that's something appealing about you. That I would, I would, I'm kind of wanting to find something appealing about her, finding something interesting, but it's like she's the same over and over. She doesn't listen. She wants to go her way. And it's like, it gets boring. And mm-hmm. to me, it's, it's one dimensional. But I want to yes. know, I want to know what people like about her. So, Tell us. Yeah, like, tell I us. Need to know I want to know. Why are you siding with her? What, do you think she's right about certain things, and what is that? And and let me know why. I can say a few things. I think why why you know people like her. I think you know she's one. Hot. She's beautiful. She is. She's gorgeous. She, she's you know two. Uh, she does stand up for herself, and there's a lot to be said. I mean, she stands up for herself against a pack of very strong, old-school women. Yeah. Very tight. She's a newcomer. It takes a ton of balls to come in and do that. Mm-hmm. So I give her a ton of credit to do that. Right. And so I think that's I totally why Big get that. really likes her yeah. deep down. Because yeah. she... She doesn't show fear, and if I ever saw Bianca, I think I'd be a little intimidated, like getting into the new group. And mm-hmm. but she has no fear. A lot of people would not be able to to, to hang the way that Natalie has. So mm-hmm. I could see how she's that ballsy. I could see how that would resonate with with a lot of people. So I, I think she's a cool girl to hang out with, but I would never. I don't even think she'd be cool to hang out with. No, I think she may be fun to go out with if there's no know, no issues, like to go out drinking. But I'm saying. She's not the type of girl I'd want as my best friend. No. She would never be no. that kind of loyal no. girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She's not loyal. No, she's mm-hmm. not. No, she's new school. <laughs> okay, so now let's see. Now the next thing that happens is Renee and Karen have a little chat where they talk about uh, the issue between Big Ange and Renee. So they're kind of continuing to bring that issue up, which we see gets a little bit, you know, not finalized at the end, but it's it's addressed more at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we see the whole Victoria Gotti thing that comes in. Uh, Big Ange calling Victoria Gotti for advice. What do you guys think about that? I think in this episode, I'm actually okay with it because mm-hmm. she gave great advice. Mm-hmm. If she said something that was... What do you think was so great about the advice? To me, the advice was, I guess, I don't want to say I was like disappointed by the advice, but there wasn't anything new that I got out of what she said. I mean, I think she's just trying to figure out a way for the girls to kind of make peace. And she's saying, just present her with this, straight up, say what it is that's bothering you. Mm-hmm. And mention, like, let's just keep family and that whole thing out of it. You know, I think she just came from a level-headed perspective because there's not many level-headed people on the show to get advice from. Well, you and you got to respect her, too. I mean, yeah. we see, and I think that uh, she's going to be sitting down with Ren, uh, Renee and Big Ange mm-hmm. next episode. Uh, but when, when she's sitting with you, you can't. You can't slip up. You have to watch your words and you have to show your loyalty because she is the boss's daughter. Mm-hmm. And a conversation with her hopefully is going to end on good terms because if it didn't, then you're stepping on the wrong toes. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole thing was kind of staged. I mean, it just well, looked, yeah, obviously it was. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like okay, I mean, do Victoria got and Big Ange, do they talk all the time? I, I think I we know. know it's a little yeah, producer yeah. induced, yeah. but either way, it wasn't. 
irrelevant enough for me to not like it. And as Jen just said, she she has a purpose that mm-hmm. where we're going to find out. Yeah. She's going to do something to either bring the old school back together. Well, doesn't she have that? Doesn't she have a tie to that, Natalie? Or I don't am know. I hearing things? I, I don't know. That's why I, I hope I something more comes tie. out of it because I'm like, ah, I, is this? Are they just to me? They're just bringing her in just to bring her in to say they brought her in, and it's hey, kind it's of a, a good name to drop. Well, that's what that's, to me. That's what it all looks like. It just is. Mm-hmm. I hope there's a little more than that. So I think there is, mm-hmm. and I'm I excited to we'll find see. out. Yeah. Uh, all right. So then we uh, see Big Ange and Drita talking to Natalie, trying to talk some sense into her. I feel like they're really giving Natalie a bunch of shots to really redeem herself. Uh, and, but even she still continues not to and Big Ange is like, oh my god, I want to kill you. Like She's like, how do you not have a sense of loyalty, a sense of family? You don't talk about family. And she's like, I don't care. I know, it's like beating a, what yeah, do they a dead horse. A dead, a dead horse. A dead horse, yeah. yeah. You can't win with yeah. this girl. She cracks me up, like, though, She doesn't Trina. even, like, listen. Like, She's not listening. Like, that's she doesn't why even, like, frustrating. And, and I, that's, like, going on my what I said before. It's, like, so one-dimensional. So it's, like, I wanted, like, ever listening. Like, well, you know, I, I see what you're saying, but da, da, no, it's like, no, nah, I don't care. I don't care. It's, you know, I am what I am, and I'm going to say what I am, and she mm-hmm. crossed me, and da, da, da. It's like, well, okay. Yeah. Like, well, I like that they said she has a vicious mouth, but I thought it was funny that Drita was, like, um, verbal grenades don't solve anything and basically saying that hitting somebody yeah. does, but I don't think either, I think either <laughs> way, you hit someone, you call somebody a brat, yeah. what is it solving? Yeah. Yeah. I think the only the only real solution is to sit down and then if it leads to the battle of the punches, so be it, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll see soon. Yeah. But uh, I thought that was pretty funny that she said that. So let's talk a little about, because I know we're, we're running out of time, and I really want to talk about the whole situation that happened between Storm and Karen. Yeah. So as we saw, Karen slept in, and, and maybe you guys can help me, because I missed it. So right now, Karen and Storm, they don't live together, right? Or do they? No, I think they, they are. They do. They do. But Karen just bought a new house. She had said that it was in their, their house. living room. Yeah. That this girl was standing. But it wasn't in that new house that she was in. I think it was in an old house. It was in some house that they shared. Yeah. So. Yes, because th- what we saw was the new house. Yeah. That they yeah. were filming in. But okay. Was, I, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. It's an old house. So anyway, so Karen slept in. She was supposed to be out of the house. And a storm comes rolling in at 7 o'clock. In the uh, morning. In the morning. After being out mm-hmm. with its guys, whatever. And Karen is woken up by Storm coming in. And when Karen gets up and she says Storm's acting super... Uh, he literally said to her, like, shit, you're still here? Yeah. Yeah. Are you not guilty, really? Yeah. And then, yeah. so then, and then Karen sees a girl that that's there, and and Karen, of course, goes ballistic and punches Storm, and the girl runs out, and so Karen, and we see this whole go down. We see the conversation go down between Karen and Storm. Karen's super upset, obviously, and then Storm kind of turns it around on Karen. It's like, you know, you reacted too strongly. Why did you have to punch me like that? Of course, the girl ran out. So I want to hear what you guys thought about this. Can I just say something? Yeah. This one's happened to me. I was called over to a, f- a friend's house, a, a guy who I was dating, yeah. and I get there, and I guess he forgot that his other girl was also invited. Oh, that's happened to me once before, too. And I get there, and I walk up the steps. The bedroom's right at the top of the stairs. I see the girl in there, and I just I turn around, yeah. and I walk away, because what am I just, hey, um, so I walk out, and then she hears me leaving, so she runs down the stairs, and she's like, 
who the hell are you? Why are you here? And I'm like, he invited me here. And then he came down oh and God. admitted that he invited and, you know, has how long this has been going on. But I've been in a situation like that before, <laughs> but I was sort of forced to stay. And then he admitted his wrong. So I wish that girl didn't run out. Cause yeah. Then, Maybe she could have told Maybe her the Maybe she would have gotten the story. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I'll tell you my opinion about this. Yeah. 7 a.m., you stroll through the door after you were out, and this girl only has to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. What is she doing up at 7 a.m.? Yeah. Are you guys neighbors? Yeah. Is her toilet broken? I'm sorry. Very weird. To me, it was super sketchy. Too. And it's like, just them, okay? Yeah, where's... It's, oh, it's my buddy's girlfriend. Dude, where's your buddy? Where is Why your isn't your buddy, buddy taking where, where, care of your yeah. girlfriend who's got to pee? I buddy mean, should be in the car. The whole thing is super sketchy like yeah first of all i mean i mean how old are they they're in their like 40s i mean he's still going out and staying out till 7 a.m that's like she met him in a club and that's the thing she's like okay if they're that serious right one okay of course you want to let your guy go out do his own thing Mm -hmm. but i'm sorry till seven in the morning really and secondly yeah who is this chick that happens to be hanging out with them till seven in the morning also like and i'll tell you what else is sketch so in this argument that they're having back Mm -hmm. and forth karen and storm he is using manipulation tactics to make her think that she's wrong for acting out like that. You men. (laughs) Any normal person in their right mind that's dating somebody for a little bit is going to feel awkward and know something's up if you have a girl strolling through your place at 7 a.m. And Storm kind of held on to the argument that you overreacted. I mean, Karen punched Storm. Should Karen have punched Storm? No. Would I have punched him? No. No way. And I think that's where Karen did herself a disservice because instead of being the victim in this situation, she has now created a situation where Storm has turned around to her and be like, look, you overreact. Look, you like drama. This is what you wanted. And she's like, that was my reaction to what you presented presented to me, but she shouldn't have right. punched him that way. I would have reacted should've... that way, though. You would have punched him? No. Uh-huh. I would have. No, I would have been so pissed. Another Don't piss God. Don't piss her off. I just, I don't know. If, what, if a girl was standing in your house when you woke up and you were late for work, I, I just, I would flip out. That I would was, be, that'd be the first thing. Yeah. That so I, I would just assume the worst mm-hmm. and handle it the worst. That's just, that's, a, that's, that's just that's me. I don't touch. Yeah. I just say, get the hell out. That's like you and, and Karen. That's Karen to too. I would do the same thing. Well, I would, I would want to know, like, what the hell? Who the hell? And I would want to talk to the girl. Who the, who the hell are you? Like, right. Instead oh. of, you know, that's I, what I, I would want to know too. I would approach the girl right away. And just I, like the girl approached me. Yeah. Cause I'd want to know because it's one thing for the dude. He could like, well, what about you? And who are you? Mm-hmm. You know, and so I would, I wouldn't flip out because I'd want to. I mean, I would flip out, but I wouldn't set it straight right then and there. Yeah, you want to figure it out with his face in front of yeah. you so you can tell if he's lying, and you don't want him turning around on you right. and saying, "You look at you, you're crazy," da 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 da, which is what he did. And not only that, but he was defensive. And when you're defensive, defensive. you're usually hiding something. Mm-hmm. You don't defend yourself. You just say, "I'm sorry," right away. Yeah, I made a mistake. You don't get defensive about it. I'm sorry for bothering you, but this is what the situation was. Yeah, and um. I think it was super sketchy, and I think Karen has every right to be upset. Karen made a lot of good points, like, "Hey, I met him at a club. I'm moving my daughter all over here. Like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this for this dude that who's not fully committed to me? Like, yeah, she's asking these questions that she should be have asked, have been asking all along. And Mm -hmm. what I think is interesting, though, is that I mean, it's. I, and they don't really go into it, but does Storm have a pattern of behavior of doing stuff like this? Is he well, one he no. to stay out all super late all the time till 7 a.m.? Uh, sounds like it. 
Well, yeah, she said not, he's still in that lifestyle. Yeah, because if he's if not, and this is like a one time thing. I would be like, what? What do you, this is so out of character. But you then know? she's questioning, you know, they have a long distance relationship. Yeah, she's so in she Arizona. Really know. She doesn't really know what he's doing in New York when she's not there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe she's really learning who he is and maybe he was putting his best behavior on when she was in town and when he was in Arizona, he didn't have his dudes to go mm-hmm. out. So, this is maybe what she's first learning. I mean, we did talk to Karen last week. She yep. said things are fine between the two of them. But she said she did have to let some things go, yeah. and that's why she gave him a second chance. So right then and there, she's admitting mm-hmm. there was an issue, yeah. and he probably cheated. 100%, I think. I mean, so you guys think he cheated? Yes. No doubt. Yeah, Nicole, I, I even asked that question to yeah. myself. I, I can't believe I felt kind of bad for him, though. I know you did. I felt, we were watching he looked, it. He looked sad. He looked genuinely yeah, he got caught. game. He yeah. got caught. But he didn't look like, oh, sh- shit, I got caught. I'm sad. He looked like he really does love her. Because he, he could still love yeah, someone, yeah. but you do stupid things. And that's the problem with society today. There's too many men that do stupid things. <laughs> well, you're going to get on her soapbox. It's <laughs> so true. You're going to do stupid things when you're out till 7 a.m. Yeah. What are you doing? I, I mean, in L.A., it's very different. Bars and clubs close at like 2 o'clock, 2 or 3. But then there's the after party. There, yeah, there's the after party. <laughs> after but you gotta, you got to find them a little, a little more. They're not mm-hmm. like in New York. Things are open a lot later. So I think the culture is a tad bit different. It's harder to get around. Here. It's harder to get around here. I mean, mm. you can't. It's not as easy. You think it's worse here than New York? Oh, hell yeah. There's after parties here at mansions every night. Yeah. And you don't think these people are cheating on their girlfriends? Oh, my God. I've seen way too much in L.A. And it, like, really upsets me. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I have yet to see that. Well, I, do, I do work in a nightclub, though, so I see the but nightclub. where did your boyfriend issue happen? In L.A. or New York or the East oh, Coast? Oh, that was on the, uh, in New York. Yeah, wow, yeah, that was it. The, the East Coast men, though. Well, I've been gotta be married careful of for them. five years, and so I'm out of the game. Yeah, you're out bit. of the yeah. game, but I will speak for behalf of all women in L.A. I've been here four years. There's a lot of trash <laughs> you have to sift through. Mm, yeah, true. My, my sister's single and same thing. Okay, let's get back to the episode. That was a tangent. <laughs> all right, so we all think that Storm, Storm cheated and yes. that Karen had every right to be upset. I don't think Karen should have hit him, but, um, you know, it is what it is. So, And like he said, crazy KG, crazy KG, and she thought she was Ooh, so pissed. Yeah, he... he- Put yeah. his finger in a like a. a He's like, you like drama. There. You like drama. Yeah. That's him manipulating. <laughs> it is. Yes. That was that. That was annoying. Turn so. the table so you can look better. Yeah. So. No, sweetie. Um, and then the end of the episode. We see Renee and Big Ange finally having their sit down. We don't see much of it because, of course, they like to split it up into the two episodes with Natalie. Right? She's in the room? No. Wasn't Natalie in the room with them? No, 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 no. At the end of it, it was just Renee and Big Ange. And somebody's walking into somebody's the room. Somebody's walking in. Oh, I thought Natalie was I think was that's Victoria Gotti no. to talk. Okay. So, yeah, we all think that's Victoria Gotti that's going to be coming in. Oh, yeah, you're right, because it's to settle the Ange-Renee uh, yeah. rift. So, we don't really see much there. The two of them are like, yeah, we're close friends. How did it come to this? And then, you know. Mm-hmm. Did you see them smirking at each other when she they both walked into the They were laughing. Like, yeah. Who's that? So it made me, um, Renee and Big Ish. It's all like, stage. It made me think. No, yeah, but I like, thought Renee was kind of looking like. Well, that's when when Victoria got it, I think, walked right. in. Yeah, yes. the, the first. But she's talking about when the two of the women walked reaction. into the room. Yeah, just a Ange and mm-hmm. Renee. I mean, yeah, they looked like they were giggling, like. Like, oh my God, I can't so believe I was we're doing like, this. Oh, is this. 
Yeah, it looked a little staged. I want to go back and watch that. You got to. I think you missed it because we were conversing. But, yeah, she... But at the same time, you know, it could be a little staged and it could be not. There could be that thing up in the air about, you know, Renee said something and we were talking about it last week that was twisted. And I Mm -hmm. think Victoria is going to untwist and mend it. I don't know. Hopefully. Yeah. Or maybe she might make it most likely it was staged. Yeah. That's I think reality. It, Come on, you guys. I think it was staged 100%. Yeah. To me, the, the whole big engine, like, everything, everything is like technically staged. Yeah, it's, well, a technically, shoot, like, it's a shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they have a film. They have a film shoot. They have a time, a date that they're yes. going to film. You know, like I'm sure, Karen, I'm sure Karen knew that Storm was coming over. Like, why else would she have a camera in her room? Or no, actually, she could just know that they're filming her. I think they do a lot of surprise elements, yeah. but the producers plan. Yeah. So I think they tell Storm, you know, listen, you got to go to to Karen's place. I think mm-hmm. they even made him walk back into that house when <gasps> they separated. Yeah, good point. Sure. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's definitely producer induced. But I don't think they always know. Like, I don't think Renee's aware that Gotti's coming in. To, no, I don't to the think conversation. so either. No. She, she looks that, that face, I believe. She, lo- she was they like... They want that factor and that's And that's real. what makes it interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's like the reactions to the things that the producers throw at us. Yes. It's like... So it reminds me, it's like... I always think of this, like, when I watch, like, The Hunger Games, like, it reminds me of a reality show. It's like, you're out there, and, like, you don't know what's going to be thrown at you. You know what right. the next that's thing that's going to so, be thrown at you. Yeah. Like, it, the whole thing's a stage. So but what's natural and what's organic are the reactions to what the producers are throwing at you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and that's exactly the show. So the re- the reactions are legit, but some of the situations are kind of staged. I think. Right. So, so all right. So we've got our predictions. Mm. I have to say, my prediction was right. By the way, what, what with AJ. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. AJ and Big Ann. She's in jail now. Mm-hmm. He didn't get to see his own. You did predict that. Nice job. That was a good prediction. Yeah, and we now we have yet to find out what happens with the other AJ and yeah. um, you know, but that girl, that girlfriend looks cute. We like you, Andrea. Yeah, yeah. So, AJ. so predictions. What do you guys think is going to happen? I predict with the new Natalie, you know, when she says, "Be careful to Drita." I think she comes in to get her makeup done mm-hmm. at Drita's business. Mm-hmm. She, they realize they know the same people, the other Natalie, and she says, be careful because these girls probably knew each other when they were younger, mm-hmm. and stuff went down, and she has a lot of dirt on her from the past. Yeah. About just things. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. I don't think these two Natalies are going to be friends. I don't think they're going to unite. I think it's going to cause more drama between the Natalies. I think some of the drama will be deflected away from the, the OGs. I think mm-hmm. they'll be more like spectators and more like kind of watching what goes down. But I think more of the drama is going to be between these two Natalies. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And anything. And the sit down with uh, Big Ange, you think that's just going to get resolved? I think to a point. But there, we, we know that there's still an issue, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, because Big Ange and uh Drita have not been done wrong by Natalie so they are still siding with her. Yeah. And so that's to this day right now in this moment of time. They are still friends. Go to their Instagram pages, you will see pictures. Yeah. Like Big Ann just hanging out with her. Yeah. So I think that to a point they settle things, but I don't think Big Ange is going to just turn away from Natalie because Renee has her own issues with mm-hmm. her. Until she does Big Ange wrong, she's not going to turn away from her. Yeah. I just can't wait. And here's my prediction, I guess, uh, for Drita to kind of wake up and realize mm-hmm. that Natalie. We see it. We, she, well, we, we, we saw assume it in the preview. That that's who they're, they're talking about. Yeah. And um, yeah, because I think once Drita 
is on the other side, yeah. it will... It's going to flip. Right. Mm-hmm. Big time. So, all right, guys. Another amazing episode here at Mobwise. And we have to tell you, uh, with the holidays, there is going to be no show. And not because of us, but because they're not going to air a show. So there's right. not going to be any Mobwise <laughs> next week or the week after. So we won't see you guys till after the new year. So happy new year and happy holidays. Yes. Ho, ho, ho. And happy Hanukkah <laughs> and Kwanzaa and everything else. That Merry Christmas. All, all drains one, our bank's accounts all this time the of year. Holidays and New Year. <laughs> so have an amazing holiday, you guys. And where can everyone find you? You guys can find me at Gabrielle underscore Loren on Twitter, Gabby LO87 on Instagram, and FitFab Daily on Instagram. Mm. You can find me on Twitter and Insta at Nicole Brazier. And you can also check out some of my red carpet coverage at Real TV Films on YouTube. Awesome. And I am your host, Erica Vera. You can go to my website, beautyandthevlog.com. You can go to my YouTube channel, beautyandthevlogtv.com, where I interview really popular YouTubers and get a little bit more info about YouTube. So, all right, guys, thank you so much. Bye. See you in 2015. Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, bitches! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 